The coronavirus has changed nearly every aspect of life, even our rituals surrounding the end of it. Cemeteries and mortuaries have already made changes to prevent the spread of the virus among mourners. The 10-person limit on gathering is being followed, and embracing remains discouraged. Today is Thursday, March 16th. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your coronavirus update, a special episode of your San Diego News Fix. John Wilkins, you cover a number of things at the Union-Tribune, and of course you've been helping out with our ongoing coronavirus coverage. And we've been talking a lot about how to live with coronavirus, but not so much about the business of dying. What's going on with the region's cemeteries and the industry of death? Because things have to change with these new rules. Yeah, they do, especially the social distancing rules. So there's been a a fair amount of upheaval in that industry as people try to get used to the idea that they're not supposed to do the usual things. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it's not just limiting the size, which is happening. At uh, the national cemeteries here, they're supposed to keep the crowds to uh, no more than 10 people. Other cemetery, other mortuaries for their services are limiting them to 50. Uh, some places are um, using numbers of 10 or 20 for visitations, and they're metering the people. In other words, they'll only let 10 go at a time to do a visitation. So mm-hmm. that's going on. And, you know, when you think about um, times of grief and times of loss, we seek comfort in each other. And that often involves, uh, you know, a fair amount of embracing, um, hand-holding, kissing, the usual kinds of things. And those kinds of things are being uh, being frowned on now as well. And just for perspective, uh, how busy are kind of the region's, you know, cemeteries and mortuaries? Like, what's what's it normally like in not these conditions? Yeah, I mean, we uh, on average in San Diego County, we have uh, 60 people die of all causes. Mm-hmm. Um and not all of them, of course, have any kind of services, but a fair fair number do. So, um, you know, at, at Miramar National Cemetery, which is where Howard Lippin and the photographer and I went yesterday to watch from a distance, a couple of different services uh, take place. Uh, they've got about um, 12 or 13 uh, more services on tap uh, through the rest of this week. So what are some of the exact practices that these businesses are taking to kind of, you know, send people off with respect, but keeping in mind we shouldn't be spreading spreading a virus. Yeah, I mean, the main one is just limiting the numbers. Um, they're also trying to make sure that people, uh, you know, try and stay a fair amount away from each other when they're attending them. Some places, it was very common practice, for example, to have a visitation the night before mm-hmm. the funeral. Now some places, and, and the visitation might last for three hours or four hours the night before, so people could come and go, and the family members would be there that whole time. Now some places are limiting the visitation to an hour on the day before, on the day of the service itself. So it would all be done in one time, in one place, um, just as a way to try and keep uh, the uh, the opportunities for people to congregate in and spread the virus down. Mm-hmm. So, um, some of it, some places I've heard of things uh, as... Um, you know, the, as, as unusual as when you go to a memorial service, it's very common to have a guest book and there would be a pen sitting there and everybody would come up one by one and uh, pick up the pen and use it. Put their hands on the on the little lectern where the book is sitting or the or the desk where it's sitting. Also handle the book. Now, some places are putting a, uh, a, a mortuary worker there at that station. The mortuary worker 
wears gloves, and he or she is the only one who handles the book and writes in it. So people would come up one at a time, maintaining their social distancing, give that person their name and that person, and then it would get written in the book. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a smart idea in these times. So when speaking to these businesses, are they worried about a possible influx of death? No, uh, no, nobody's talked about it in those mm-hmm. in those regards. Although within the industry itself, if you look online, there's a fair amount of uh, information sharing. Uh, you know, as you might imagine, we saw this in the eight, when AIDS first broke out way back in the 80s or so. Uh, there was a lot of concern about what would happen to handling the body itself. So they're trying to, uh, you know, tamp down any unreasonable fears about per- perhaps getting infected by handling a body of somebody who died from COVID-19 mm-hmm. seems not to be a valid concern so far. Um, so some of that is going on, but mostly people I talk to within the industry are worried about the long-term impacts of what's going on now on their business. If people get used to not going to services, um, you know, another thing we haven't talked about yet is a, a fair number of mortuaries are starting to do live streaming mm-hmm. of services to keep people away from the, from the location itself. So you'll see more of that. So the mortuaries are a little bit concerned if people get used to uh, diminished uh, services or no services at all, that that uh, sort of habit of uh, memorialization will be broken and it will it will uh, impact their businesses down the road. Yeah, it does make sense that, especially in this business, that a disruption like that could totally change the game because, you know, unless you're in a certain age range, typically people don't go to that many funerals. Right, right. So one of the other things we're seeing now is some people are, are splitting their morning. They'll do, uh, say, if they're going to have a burial, they'll have the body buried right away with with uh, maybe only a couple of people at a graveside service and then uh, something later. And um, that something later may not necessarily be at the uh, cemetery or on the grounds of the mortuary itself. So that's another area where they, you know, they're worried about loss of business. Uh, California is one of the states that has a fairly high percentage of cremation. I think it's maybe around 70 or 75%. So there's a concern that, you know, some people will just, you know, have a cremation, uh, hold on to the remains and then have their memorial later when it's safe for people to gather in numbers. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. And it it does seem that, you know, this industry has had to adapt. There's some really sombering news out of Italy and Iran about how they're dealing with uh, the numbers of people affected by this virus. But it does seem that our industry is, you know, taking the necessary steps to handle anything that may happen. Yeah, they're trying to get get ahead of it. I mean, in some some places in Italy, I think they're they're basically banning anybody from coming to a service. And uh, Iran has has had to alter their traditional mourning uh, efforts as well because of this. So, yeah, I think people here are trying to get ahead of it. And it's uh, obviously something that's still evolving in their lives as it is in all of ours. But um, we'll just have to see how it plays out. I mean, the, the new norm is this feature we're running at the, at the Union Tribune called the new normal. I mean, that's everybody's running the new normals everywhere. Certainly all of our rituals are really upended by, you know, this incredibly infectious virus that makes us realize, you know, how often we do expose ourselves to disease. Well, yeah, we, we're, we are social animals. So we're mm-hmm. used to going out and being with each other. And I think... Um, you know, time of death, time of grieving is a time when we really are used to being able to come together, solace in numbers, comforting each other in uh, very intimate ways, close ways. And those just um, those are just going to have to be put uh, 
you know, put to the side right now as we deal with this virus. All right. John Wilkins, thank you so much and stay safe. You too, Daniel. Now, here's today's coronavirus update. San Diego County reported 25 new cases of the virus, bringing the total to 105. At this time last week, there were six. In today's update, the county provided a more detailed age breakdown. 24 of the 105 infected are in their 30s, and that's followed by 22 in their 40s. Regional leaders said that a new coronavirus-related relief fund has grown to more than $4 million. This fund is meant to support San Diegans who have lost income due to the virus. The county is also preparing to move homeless people into hotels because that population doesn't have the ability to self-isolate during the pandemic. The county has secured 1,300 rooms in 10 hotels. Additionally, Assemblywoman Lorena Gonzalez reiterated that all virus-related services are open to everyone regardless of immigration status. No one will be asked if they are a citizen or if they are undocumented. Legal residents can access unemployment insurance, paid family leave, and temporary disability. Two more San Diego County medical firms have received authorization to provide COVID-19 test kits. Hologic and Cadell Corp. joined Thermo Fisher in providing these services. Also, Carlsbad's Genmark Diagnostics has applied to do the same as well. California Governor Gavin Newsom is asking Congress for $1 billion in federal funds to help the state fight the virus. He said it's possible that it could affect half of all Californians over an eight-week period. He's also asking for the USNS Mercy Hospital shift to stay in the port of Los Angeles until the fall. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix, which goes live weekday afternoons. Amid the coronavirus pandemic, we have lifted the paywall on stories vital to public health. If you are not a subscriber, please consider joining so we can keep you up to date on this unfolding crisis. Go to uniontrip.com slash subscribe. Until next time.